0: with more happiness and prosperity through his master in the game of life podcast and books paul also helps people to get their own inspirational messages and powerful stories out into the world as well as being involved in supporting many charitable organizations in their development fundraising and projects
1: listeners a very, very, very warm welcome to you and to this Mastering the Game of Life podcast episode. On this episode, I'm joined by a lady, Janet Groom. Janet has been on a previous episode. Uh, I think in those days she was living in Switzerland, but she's now back in um, in the UK. So, Janet, uh, welcome home, so to speak.
2: <laughs> Thanks, Paul. Yes, it's been a quite a, quite a challenge to get back, um, but we're back, yes, now safely in the UK and the coast by the sea
1: yeah so um quite topical really i suppose at the time of um of us of us talking um for, for the title for the title that you've chosen janet it's time to uplift the world tell us what tell us tell us more
2: okay well we're right now sitting in the middle of a extenuating time in our history, obviously, with the, the coronavirus, the impact of COVID-19. And, you know, it's been a personal challenge um, because I, my husband and I just did an international move, which is stressful enough to then arrive back in the UK. And inside of just over a week, my husband ruptured his achilles. Tendon, so was unable to drive and to do a lot of different things and then a few other things and then next thing COVID hits and we're on lockdown mode and it's been a huge um, set of it's almost like I feel like there's been yeah bangs like almost like somebody's gone bang 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 and um, yeah it kind of hit hard and I could see myself, my own mental well-being at that str- at the stress level, the stress point that falling back into that dark abyss, which a few, I think a few of your listeners may know about. Um, and I felt, you know what, I've got to make a choice here, and I don't want to go down that that hole, that rabbit hole again. And I decided that. I need to do something for my own mental wellbeing, but I want it to be more than that. I want to reach out and share stuff out into the world to help other people to cope because I think this is impacting so many people on so many levels. It's completely new, completely unheard of, um, unprecedented times. Some people are embracing it as a time, we were just chatting there about a time to reflect and review um, and other people are just don't know quite how to cope with it all. And obviously, mental well-being is being impacted by this. Maybe families being, you know, put together in isolation and not used to being in each other's company full on. And I thought, right, well, whatever I can do for myself, let's share that out into the world. So the uplift um, 2020 project has sort of born out of my desire partly to help myself and to spread that further to hopefully reach and support other people who are maybe struggling with their mental well-being and and a wee bit more than that as well. So
1: mm. as you were speaking there, Jan, what came into my mind, and this is kind of a bit of a left field off-the-path question, but it is actually related something that i certainly put out there semi-regularly is this you can't give what you don't have and what i'm thinking what i was thinking about there janet as you were speaking was because you know i'm kind of paraphrasing now but you your own sort of mental well-being you was maybe not kind of at your peak in your best space can you give that to somebody then if you know, can you create this something and give to somebody else if you're not there? Or is there that kind of actually we can do the two in tandem? There's different schools of thoughts around this, Janet, and I'm not kind of saying one's right or one's wrong. But I'm interested in your thoughts and certainly kind of appreciating your honesty and your um, I don't know if vulnerability is actually the right word, but certainly the honesty of saying, do you know what, world? Um and I write books for a living, um, but we all end up in dark places. And that, in many respects, is kind of usual stroke normal. It's how quickly we get out, isn't it?
2: Exactly. I mean, yes, there's two trains of thoughts on this. Um, however, the way I feel about it is I'm not saying I have it all sussed out and I have everything perfect. All I am saying is I'm human as well. This is my experience. And I mean, having trained as a transformational life coach as well, I have tools at my disposal and it's reminding me to go back and find the things that help me to get through it and sharing those will perhaps help someone else in their time of need as well. Because some of this may be completely new to some individuals who've never had an issue before. I was just reading an article before, um, we came on um, to have a chat, and someone interestingly said, "You know, they've always been a very anxious person, but yet this this blow is actually they're very calm right now. It's almost that they were prepared for it, and yet their other half, who is a very positive, very um, empowered person, has been completely floored by it. So I thought that mm. was very interesting that they weren't almost had that resilience." Um, to 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 deal with it it's been a complete blow and it's really hit, hit them hard so I think that we all need to find our own way to cope but it also helps when someone else says to you well have you tried this this might help you it helps me so perhaps this might help you and that's all we can do I can't say to someone you know this is a proven absolutely 100% this will work for you all I can say is that from my personal experience and also having previously worked with clients, what has worked for myself and for other people. So I think Mm -hmm. it's, it's more about sharing and also coming from that space of like, I'm here. I understand. I have that empathy. It's like, I'm not talking from a textbook. I'm talking to you from a place of like, I truly understand what this pain, this suffering is and what you know, potentially can do to alleviate that.
1: Mm, yeah, absolutely. Um, there again, Charlie, just listening to that, a few things came, th- came through in my mind. Um, Tools as a coach, you know, as a fellow coach, um, isn't it true, maybe it's not, maybe I'm being too subjective here, that as coaches, um, you know, let, let me use this metaphor, do mechanics always have the best cars? I'm not sure they do. (laughs) Um, Or do decorators always have the nice, you know, the nice fancy houses? I'm not sure they do. Um, And I kind of just offer this uh, as a lesson, a more universal lesson, Sharon, for all of us, that we might be experts and make a living out of. uh, And I'm not suggesting this is you personally. I'm offering this as as a kind of generalization and as a learning for all of us, that we might have a label that says we are expert in whatever field it is. But really, without that accountability, that support, oh, is is it can it can we run the risk? Um, let's be specific here. Uh, Janet, as, as a coach, can we run the risk of being just a kind of armchair expert without account without that accountability?
2: It's interesting that you're using the word expert because I would never call myself an expert. Mm. I always feel that I'm always learning. I'm always a student learning on on Mm. my life path so I would never for me personally use the word expert I know other people do Mm. um but that's my space where I tend to come from is by saying I've been here this is my learning and this is what I can share with you and through my empathy support you through your process of change um you know, I, I always when people say they're an expert, I always that always raises a, like a red flag for me, because mm. I think that we can never personally, I don't think we could ever call ourselves experts because we're always learning, always growing, always developing and there'll yeah. always be something new.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's just one of those labels, isn't it, Janet, that, I think it's there for the benefit of the outside world. Maybe it's just a marketing term. I don't know. But I, I, I hear you because I'm more interested in the substance and, you know, the vulnerability and the reality of a person. You know, I did a previously did an episode with um, and I use the term very, very, very loosely because, as I say, yeah, again, I'm not into labels. Um, you know, they're kind of signposts and that's it. But the title was Hard Man. And, you know, there's, there was a record to kind of back that up that, said, mm, you know, this particular guy was was colorful and certainly had been very colorful and notorious and what the world would generally label a hard man. And it's interesting that, Janet, as you start stripping those layers back and then embark upon a conversation with somebody, how vulnerable we all are. And I, and I, and that's you've got to be careful with general statements like that. I know, but isn't that the reality of this world? How vulnerable um, that we all are in our own different way. We might I, some of us might hide it better than others, but exactly what you're talking about—that real kind of authenticity, that strength, as Brenny Brown calls it—to show my vulnerability. Um, so I like what you're saying, and I resonate with your your stuff anyway, Janet. You know that. i like it. sorry sorry go ahead and it just just to finish that off you know the other side of um what i said earlier on around you know can we give you know we can't give what we don't have the flip side of that i think it was stephen covey when he said the best way to learn is to teach and i think so long as you're honest with people and say do you know what guys I don't know about this term expert, but, you know, this morning I got out of bed and I knocked the milk over. And, oh, I don't know. And anyway, you know that because people, first and foremost, are people, aren't they? They're not labels.
2: Exactly. And I think there was a word that you used there that touches my soul and it's authenticity. Mm. It's the truth of who we are. And that vulnerability is, you know, as Brene Brown talks about, your vulnerability is your power is almost like your superpower because Mm -hmm. we are human beings going through our human experience and no one has it sussed. No one, you know, we're all making our own way. We don't, we didn't get the instruction guide to your life. Did you? We're kind of making it up as we go along. Mm. And, you know, I always say I'm a work in progress Mm. because that's how it feels because every time there's another, there's another something and you learn that much more. I love the the vote, the vote, that you used yes absolutely i do believe that when you step into a teaching role and that has been my background teaching and training is that you do learn and develop very quickly in that role but i think you have to be open and honest and say look you know i don't know all the answers but i'm willing to you know be with you on that journey and learn to because i used to be um, an it trainer um way back in the day in a, in a London law firm. And I used to go into the training room and I'd have some very, very confident um, lawyers in the room. And they would always make my life very difficult. And right at the start, that was always very challenging because I never knew the answers to the questions they had. And I think they always just looked for questions. And then over time, I would build up my knowledge. And it used to be, you know, quite quite nice that, you know, ask me a question and if I don't know it, I will find out the answer. And that way I learned so much more. And I feel like life is like that where, you know, if you're willing to look at things and learn from experiences and grow from that experience, then that's where you will benefit so much more and grow as a person. Mm. Do you not think?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's about having that, you know, you interest in what you sort of reinforce there, Janet, about Brenda Brown's, you know, strength is vulnerability, vulnerability is strength. Absolutely. And, you know, particularly at the risk of sort of stereotyping here, I have this conversation with guys more about dropping the mask, you know, wrapped up in that old adage, big boys don't cry. And, you know, for people that are in that kind of more masculine energy, it's usually a bit more difficult to to drop that mask because isn't it true that irrespective of the energy, whether it's masculine or feminine in whatever body or gender that resides in, male or female, it's a mask you know to hide fear isn't it? And're we're, we're, all, we're all kind of susceptible to that, all of us.
2: Exactly. I mean, it's just when you sort of first said that. Funny enough, I was thinking I could think of of women, um, particularly in corporate environments, who very much fit that masculine role and wear masks um, to hide to hide their vulnerability. And I think it's true that to be the person who you truly are, you know, we have to remove our masks and. Fall in love with the person who we are behind those masks, and that's a tough. That's a tough call for people. I know it's been a very tough call for me, and I'm still working on it because I'm a work in progress. Mm. Um, yeah, so it's it's an interesting bit, concept to to work on and to look at.
1: So before we start uh, digging down into uplift, then Janet, let me ask you a personal question, if I if I can, because um, I know the relationship is on terra firma to be able to ask it. Um, just what uh, what you're picking up on, what just picking up on what you said there about that, you know that. Uh, so do you ever do the mirror technique and, and look in the mirror and kiss that mirror and tell Janet what a beautiful soul? You know, do you ever kiss Janet that way as part of that self love? <laughs>
2: I mean, that's the Louise Tay way I have done in the past. I have done in the past and I have my little sticky notes on the mirror reminding me, and I've gone through that journey. Absolutely. Now it feels much more on a daily basis, just tuning into who I am and being who I am and accepting who I am. And that's the warts and all. Mm -hmm. And I think that's sort of the next level of going down into that deeper of being comfortable in, in who you are and who you want to be. And I think that clarity of purpose is, is key in that knowing who, who you want to be is a key in that process.
1: Yeah. And, and as you said, you know, that word acceptance, Janet, that, you know, tomorrow I might not run quite as fast as I did today. Or, and I think that's absolutely, well, I don't think I know, that that's absolutely fine. Somebody said, so very wise old sage said something to me um, probably two, three years ago. Janet's like, do you know what? If you edge forward a millimetre a year, it's still progress.
2: Exactly. As long as you're moving forward in the right direction. Mm. that's exactly what you need to do because sometimes that's all we can do is take baby steps and I know some in our world we're so used to things immediate changes and you know press a button and something happens immediately and sometimes we have to learn that process of being gentle and understanding that it does it's a process and it may often take time and it's just those little tiny steps forward make all the
1: difference. Absolutely. I think it's the 2012 British cycling team, wasn't it, in the Olympics, where they basically wiped the floor with all the competition in front of them. And Dale, Dave Brailsford, who was the team manager before he got knighted, um, you know, obviously with this phenomenal record that, that took the world by surprise, it's like, okay, then, Dave, so what's the secret? And in his very humble, very humble way said well it's obvious isn't it i just do a little bit of a change uh, just just a little bit but do it over and over and over and over and over what you might term as practice makes perfect but just and do that same thing that same practice across the board and you know when you listen to the simplicity it is exactly that. It's so powerful, isn't it? It's just so, there's no rocket science behind it. Having the discipline to execute that, well, we know that's a different story altogether. But, you know, isn't it true, Janet, that um, I did say we was going to get onto the uplift. I'm sure we will in a moment. <laughs> but, you know, the most powerful things in life, they really are simple, aren't they?
2: They are, and it, but it's often those are the most difficult things to do and allow ourselves to do. It's funny that you use the analogy of sportsmen. When I'm listening to when you said that you've got to take the little steps and practice, I'm learning to play the piano at the moment, and that is exactly what I'm having to do. Um, break it down into the smaller bits and repeat, 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 and. Uh, yeah so that's
1: that analogy kind of yeah at home <laughs> yeah connection right uplift janet we will we will talk about uplift so what what is it then i mean you know t- you've obviously shared your sort of kind of your, your why while you're doing uplift and um, the uplift project 2020 so what is it in essence then you know just tell us a bit more let's let's start to deep uh, dig dive into it now janet and how it might help people
2: Okay, so we're going to start out with a definition, because when I heard the word uplift, it was mentioned to me a few weeks ago. And I thought, oh, that wor- word really touched me, and it made me feel a f- lighter. And looking into the definition, it means to raise or elevate emotionally and spiritually. So that's where the word came from. And the concept for the project has actually borne out of my, from that transformational life coach experience of wanting to, you know, support people through their change. I'm not here to change people, but I'm here to support people who are willing to change. And I sort of dug deep with that for myself, for my own, where I was in, in my life a few weeks ago. And as I said, pulled together to, to bring myself back to a more positive space. And I thought, you know what? There's people out there. We're seeing so much in the media that is so scary, like mm. unbelievably scary. I mean, you and I are both writers. Um, and I can even say in my fiction writing head, I mean, this is like almost beyond um, a good fiction story. And yet, it's mm-hmm. our reality today. Who would have thought that a, f- a few months ago? So, I know that it's frightening for a lot of people, and then locked down and cut off from that human connection that we, as human beings, we need that, we thrive on that. And it was to put something in place that can share positivity or little uplifting messages out into the world just to help people to almost like to to give them something to grab hold of, to raise their spirits, to share love and inspire that hope because hope Mm -hmm. is what we need right now to get through this because none of us know how this COVID is going to affect us. I mean, some people, I've been speaking to people who have had it and have luckily, you know, come through it, but they were actually shocked at how much it impacted their lives when they got it. And these are fit people. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is, it is scary times. I just thought, you know what? We need other positive stuff out there. We need uplifting. And I'm not saying it's all about the Disney. It is about you know there's messages about mental health well-being tips that perhaps you can try out there's also some resources that I'm sharing for you know parents who've got children at home that the children are bored they don't know what to do with them so there's some resources there of activities that they can do together so it's kind of sharing how we can help each other to cope i'm also reaching out for contribution from people to share their stories their lockdown stories Um, of how they're coping and what they're learning and that experience. And again, hopefully that will, will again, hopefully inspire some other people through, um, through this. So they, they, we create a connection. Okay. It's through the virtual world by, you know, a Facebook group and through um, a YouTube channel of interviews. And also I'm, I'm, bringing people together to compile a book as well with uplifting and inspiring stories, poems, artwork, quotes, tip lists. I mean, it will be sort of a kind of a very generic sort of very, yeah, different sort of little book that people can dig into to help them through this time. So it's really, yeah, trying to share this uplift. And cause a lot of people are feeling very depressed, pushed down, We've come out of, in the UK out of the back of the Brexit to then be hit by this. It's been, you know, it's seriously impacting a lot of people.
1: I want to dive in on, to, you mentioned a, it's a word, Janet, and, and I kind of speak to you now um, and, and I invite obviously the listeners in to really think about this around this word hope. Just park that for a moment because I just want to pick up on another point that you made. You know, when you was talking within that sort of coaching and the philosophy of, you know, what Uplift's about, and I love this, we're not here to fix people. They're not broken. They're not machines. They don't need mending. But there's so much stuff out there, isn't there, about, you know, live your best life. I can help you. I can fix you. I can mend you. I mean, I'm kind of paraphrasing again. And I absolutely reject all that. We're back to that kind of vulnerability and that acceptance, aren't we? That Do you know what? Okay, maybe today I did get out of bed and maybe I don't feel the best. And maybe, I don't know, my goldfish died yesterday. And so, you know, please forgive me for being human. uh, But that's how I feel. And I think to allow people that space to do that on a short-term basis is good. Um, I think that the, the challenge lies, Janet, doesn't it, where people then choose to reside there. Um, that's another story. But even then, what gives anybody the right to try and fix people? So I kind of just just pick up on that because it's a little bit of a sort of, I won't say pet eight of mine, be putting it too strongly, but it's certainly when I hear that word fix or, or a connotation thereof that it's like, wow, okay. So I love what you said. So thank you for sharing that, um, Janet. And back to that word, hope. I don't know about you, Janet, and and as I say with our listeners, um, I really want to open this up around that word. Um, Please allow me to just share for a moment what my previous understanding reaction was to the word hope. I thought... It was a quite flimsy word. It was like the word nice. Oh, it had been nice. What does that really mean? You know, take some ownership of it. And hope for me, um, Janet, was kind of one of those, yeah, it's a nice Sunday afternoon, relatives round for tea, safe words. However, boy, have I been challenged on that. Have I shifted in, in light of recent developments that's going, going around the globe? That hope now, I think, has become like a beacon to me, Janet. And I just, I just kind of offer that as a, as a not just as a writer, but as a human being, as a compassionate, caring human being, that, you know, what, what's your take upon that, Janet, this word hope and how it's changed, or, or maybe it hasn't changed for you.
2: I, for me, personally, hope has always been a very strong and powerful word in, for me personally. And right now, I mean, you use the word beacon there, and that's exactly what I see it as being. Um, For me personally, when I was, as I said, a few weeks ago, where I felt I was slipping back into that um, dark abyss, into depression again, it was hope was the beacon of light to bring me out. It was almost like that hand reaching out to me to pull me out. And that's what it feels like to me. It is that strength of knowing. It's like a knowing that everything is going to be all right in the end. It's scary because we're looking around us and we're like seeing everything is telling us otherwise. When we look at the media and I try and avoid the media these days because Mm -hmm. it's just overwhelming. And it's true, you know, to, to realize that that there is okay there's a lot of stuff going on we can't control that so we have to accept that there's stuff going on that is outside of our control but what I can control is my clinging or my belief in hope that we will get through this and when i have that strength of hope it's you know might begin as a little glimmer of light in the dark and then as that grows stronger and i actually feel i step into the light that light of hope then i have a knowing that everything's going to be okay i don't yeah. know how it's going to work out i don't know what's going to happen but i just know in myself that everything is going to be okay yeah. and that then gives me the strength to stand up and carry on and to do whatever needs to be done. And I think that's what's important. And then what I'm trying to do is bring people together who are hope bringers. I like to call it hope bringers, Um, (laughs) to share that hope and that light out into the world, into where it feels like there's darkness creeping in at the moment. So, yeah, I think hope is a very strong word.
1: Mm, it is i you know i uh i've certainly massively massively shifted my goalposts on my perception of just a simple four-letter word uh, more strongly janet than i can ever remember any other word you know it just it just goes to show and we know this anyway as writers the power of words it's beyond immense isn't it it is
2: it is i mean when i think of even the word hope what Sprung into the picture that sprung into my mind was almost someone at sea, and then being thrown that um the the boy to give them something to grasp on to 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 then be brought to safety.
1: Mm, yeah, absolutely. I want to um as as I always do, Janet. As you know, you've been on a previous episode before. I always finish off with one big question. But before we we come to that, and and uh, and as I say, end on that. How can people get involved in, in your Uplift initiative in the, you know, the Uplift Project 2020?
2: Well, we're always looking for people to contribute and join in and share stuff absolutely from right across the world. Um, they can contact me on janet at janetgroom.com. I have an info page set up if they want to find out a little bit more information at www.janetgroom.com forward slash uplift dash 2020 and maybe you'll share those links um, where they can find out a bit more about the project and um, or contact me and let's see what we can do whether they want to do an interview to share um, a great story or whether they want to write a poem to put in the book there's lots of different ways to
1: contribute. Mm. Poems about hope why is that sticking in my mind? Hold that thought, <laughs> There you Janet.
2: go, Paul. You're going to have to write me a poem about hope then for the book. <laughs> and, Thank you.
1: Yeah. As my late mother said, good rest up, Paul. You never learn to keep it shut, do you? You, can, you just <laughs> cannot keep it shut, can you? Anyway, we move on. So <laughs> the big question, Janet, the big question. I always finish off with, with this with guess, because I think it's such a powerful way um, to end the show and obviously for, for listeners to take out that real nugget. So... What's the one, what the one, Janet, if there is one above any other, the one message that you want to leave to the world?
2: Is that whenever you feel you're in a dark place, there is always, always look for that little light of hope because it's there. It's there waiting for you and waiting to support you and lead you back into a better place so definitely you know we've talked about it but hope is when I, when I feel the word uplift to raise or elevate hope is the key if that to me is the vital vital link
1: maybe I'm being too subjective I felt like you were shining that torch very strongly in my direction <laughs> but <No>. um, <laughs> we move on we move on So there we have it, listeners. Janet Groom from the UK uh, talking talking to us about it's time to uplift the world. And on that very powerful and positive note, all that remains now is for me to say, remember, Mastering the Game of Life starts by embracing our hearts.
0: Thanks very much for listening to this Mastering the Game of Life podcast episode. If you found it interesting and helpful, drop a line to Paul via paul at paul with any thoughts or questions you may have. He'd love to hear from you and he'd be more than happy to respond. Alternatively, check out Paul's website at www.paul-low.com. Remember, mastering the game of life starts by embracing our hearts.